Welcome to Digineer Presents. This is our final episode in the commitment-based management series. Joining us as our host today is Stu Bailey from Digineer and Nora Reisenen from Polaris is guesting on the show today. We talk about how Digineer helped Polaris Industries with their CBM efforts and this is the last episode on this mini-series and we move to our organizational change management next. So here's Stu and Nora. Welcome to Digineer Presents Commitment-Based Management. I'm Stu Bailey, a senior consultant at Digineer and CBM trainer and coach. This is a capstone episode where I'll be chatting with a special guest of mine, Nora Reisenen, the R&D Platforms Manager and CBM Champion at Polaris Adventures. Thanks for hanging out with me today, Nora. Thanks, Stu. Excited to be here and talk all things um, CBM and how Digineer has helped Players Adventures. As Stu mentioned, I'm an R&D Platforms Manager on the Players Adventures team, and my role here has been assisting with some of the process and culture and team changes as Players Adventures has grown um, from its inception in 2017 to current state today. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, your team continues to grow. And that was one of the main reasons that actually your manager reached out to me and asked if we could come in and do some training around Digineer's commitment-based management. There's a lot of tenants that of commitment-based management that he thought would be helpful to your growing team. That's right, Stu. We were at a place where we were looking at the year and looking at kind of what Polaris was expecting from a growth perspective for us, both from our goals, but also internally as our team was continuing to grow as well. And as we looked at what we had, we know there was a lot of change coming and there was some different pieces with our culture and how we were working together that we were just looking to get some additional expertise on how we can continue to evolve. Yeah, I really enjoyed our coaching sessions. But before we got into coaching, we actually did a bit of training around the interaction principles. So listeners out there are familiar with what Joe and Gus have been covering as far as the interaction principles go. In, um, interaction principles including grant trust, be authentic, provide no opening for grit, complain for action, be accountable, and be the team. And Nora, I, I recall through our coaching that there were a, a couple of those interaction principles that really hit home with you and were really helpful in, in, in the growth of your team. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I think the the big one looking through is one of the things that as we continue to evolve and grow the team that um, the leadership was excited about was keeping some of that entrepreneurial mindset. So that accountability of owning your space and making sure that you're responsible for that and everybody has that kind of trust to do what's right in their area. And then um, the other big one that we were continually keeping a check on is how we were originally looking at it was more culture. But as we went through kind of the sessions with you and you were talking about mood and grit and some of those, those were coming to 
to mind as what we were trying to be cautious of as we continued to grow and expand. Yeah, that providing no opening for grit, gossip, rumor, innuendo, and triangulation. That was something that you know we talked about a lot in our initial coaching sessions. And that was something, even during the training, that a lot of the managers on your team really uh, kind of started looking around the room at each other going, yeah, we probably do spend a little bit of too much time talking about that in the hallways, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, Nora, another focus of our training, other than interaction principles and mood, is around what we call conditions of satisfaction and the elements of a good request. What was uh, what was important to you about that training as it related to your team? Yeah, I think one of the interesting and insightful pieces was some of the exercises that you did with the team on having them write out some of the requests that they see going across and um, being exchanged throughout our team and whether that be email or drop by of desks and really the insight of how a, a small request from one person could tip the priorities on somebody's plate. So helping to kind of call out those different pieces of when you are making a request, making sure that you include the background and you're being clear and defining the priority and the date of when it's needed by. I think that was something that really sat well with the team on that piece. We had had some um, things go not not so well from the priority perspective, just because the, the timing wasn't something that we were always including in our requests. So that was a big one for the team to take back after the training. So CBM is not a one-size-fits-all. I know when we initially talked, uh, you had mentioned that that your or your group, Claris Adventures, is not necessarily project-based, and a lot of our previous training was focused on CBM being applicable in projects. What you were able to do is mold and shape commitment-based management into something that worked with your team, which is more um, initiative-based or talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, that's right. Um, one of the things that the team and Stu, you'll like remember from the training that they were nervous about was kind of the, the rigor or structure maybe from the project management side mm -hmm. um, that we don't necessarily have from the initiative where maybe there's a lot of um, new things going on where they don't necessarily have um, expected timelines. So how do we take some of this um, methodology from the CBM and how do we implement it within our teams? Um, so I think that's where it was super helpful to, to work with you guys on how do we make sure that we can still have clear requests. Um, and I think one of the big pieces for us was taking um, that like negotiation and some of those where maybe up front we can't be as precise on things, but making sure that people feel that they can um, come back with a negotiation and talk through these requests to make sure that it's fitting for the team as well. Nora, part of the coaching uh, that I provided, I had asked you to take the training, take the learnings, go back to your team and come back with some reflections on, on what was working with the team as far as CBM goes and what was not, and then work through some of those challenges that you could bring back to the team. Uh, Let's talk about that a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. One of the things that we did when we went back after the training was just making sure that we set aside time to touch base on it as a team. 
Um, so we had some follow-ups to talk through and kind of took some of those activities that we had done in the training and put them into practice in some of those meetings. So things like going around the room and checking the mood and asking how people were doing with some of their communications. And one of the things that came out in some of those was that accountability piece of holding people accountable to what we had all agreed we were going to try to go back and do. And what that helped is just outline kind of some of the resistance that we maybe were all feeling, myself included, of it's a big change and it's a shift in your mindset to go through. And so making sure that we felt comfortable to to kind of remind each other of what, what the end goal is, what the end state is, and work through those kind of problems that came up together as well. Do you feel that CBM has required a bit of a culture change? at least within Polaris Adventures? For sure, it does. And it's one of the things I think that we we knew coming through. We talked about having a culture of ambition or a mood of ambition that we wanted to have. And in order to have that, we knew that there were some things that we needed to tweak. And adopting CBM, I think, has helped us get there just with the accountability, with the mood, um, and working through that. But with any, with any change... Um, there comes a lot of work as well to make sure that's effective and that it continues um, to evolve for the better as well. How important do you feel it was to get buy-in and involvement from your senior management? Extremely. I think it's important that they really understand what we're doing and um, even more than what, the why. And then the impacts of that has been extremely helpful. And so I know, Stu, you helped with getting um, our leadership in touch and making sure that they felt comfortable and understood kind of the objectives that we were going after as well, which was really helpful. And I know the team has appreciated that as well. CBM has been a, has been a huge impact on, on Digineer's culture. We had Michael Lacey meet with your vice president and talk about how that culture change uh, occurs with CBM, with focus on the interaction principles and the importance of mood, especially around the mood of ambition. And uh, there's really been, I think, a start of a good relationship between Digineer's leadership and in your leadership. I would I'd agree with that there too, yes. It's been helpful in just having those conversations, I know, for our, our leadership and then helping to continue keep it top of mind for everybody on the team as well, because when we have engagement across all levels, it definitely makes the change easier yeah. um, to go through. Keeping it top of mind. And I remember we talked about making it stick. Remember that? Yes. So, yes. So one of the discussions that we had was... Because you're growing, how do you bring new people in and train them on CBM? And how actually, how do you hire people that that fit the culture yeah. of CBM? Yeah, yeah. And so a couple different thoughts coming to mind there. The, the one is that we did engage with um, Lucinda with your team who helped. Um, and we, we pulled in our HR as well to talk through kind of how do we make sure as we're going through the interview process, we're asking the right questions and um, evaluating the talent that's coming in to make sure that they will be a fit um, was one piece. And then the other piece that we worked on was just the onboarding as well. So working through how do we make sure in the first 30, 60, 90 days as somebody's coming in, they really understand 
our culture and how we work and the expectations that are um, set out for them. So things to defining what their expectations are, what their job roles, some of those core things that just help to set them up for success. And they understand kind of the environment that we're working in as well. Do you feel like it's becoming more natural now as uh, as your management team that took the initial training and new people that are onboarding, are they... Are, are they are you starting to see that change in culture yeah yeah for sure and it's definitely fun to see even from the accountability standpoint obviously that's a, a inter- interaction principle but then also um holding us to conditions of satisfaction. So even as we're sending out requests or emails or um, my leadership team will ask me about um, what are we doing in the next couple months about CBM or how are we going to resurface and make sure we're continuing to focus on that Um, and even having conversations about how just some of the differences in working together has changed and made it easier um, as well. So 2020 has been quite a year, and uh, back in March, we all shifted to work at home. How did CBM help in that transition, and how is it helping as you continue to have your staff working from home? Yeah, I think the big thing with transitioning to the work from home, so we've been work from home completely um, working on um, the trusting and the accountability piece, right? That's really put to test when you're not in the same location, you're not in the same office. So it really stresses that and making sure that we are putting that in our people first and foremost and letting them um, prove that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. It also helped us with just being aware of where people were at. So I thought it was interesting as we moved to the work from home environment, initially starting out, it was maybe quite a few more meetings on calendars of just checking in with how people were doing. And it was a common question that was asked of the leadership team from each of their respective functional teams of what's the mood of your team? How are people feeling? And it's something that I don't think prior to CBM, we maybe would have put as much focus on, but really helped us kind of keep track of where people were at and when people needed the additional um, support, we got it to them quicker um, than we could have. Right. Even in a virtual environment, mood is contagious, isn't it? Yes, it for sure is. And then I think the other thing is just even working through different um, ways to work as well. So making sure that we have video on and what do people feel comfortable with and not comfortable with and what are those expectations and just the the trust that everybody is doing their best. So um, there was a lot there that I think helped make that transition a lot smoother for us and ultimately still result in a, a pretty good year amidst everything. And accountability is still high, even though we're, you know, invisible in in a lot of cases, especially if we don't turn our videos on on a Zoom call. Yeah. What about about this whole idea around making sure that when you're asking for a commitment date, so a buy when date, allowing for negotiation? Yes, that's uh, that's one that we continue to work on. Um, it's it's one that sometimes maybe we don't feel like we have control over those dates, but it's one that we're always working on to make sure that even as we're working with vendors or external people, that if they need something by a certain date or they're asking if we can get it back, you make sure that you have... Um, if that's a date you're committing to, you don't need to check with anybody else first to make sure that we're we're hitting those as well. 
um, but one we're continuing to work on for sure. So Nora, you and I spent probably almost six months, maybe seven months uh, on a regular basis, touching base as part of our, our coaching. And I'd like to know, did that, did that help with the stickiness and keeping things top of mind for you? Yeah, certainly. I think it was helpful. Um, as we kind of started out, we had a couple of those sessions prior to um, the actual training where we were able to kind of talk through the team, um, kind of what our culture was like, what we were trying to accomplish, where we were trying to go and some of those goals, which I think ultimately helped make that training session with our team that much more valuable, just being able from your guys' side to kind of focus and tailor that specifically um, to our team and what we were trying to achieve. And then as we went back to um, our office and kind of tried to work through what we learned and applying it, it was helpful to have that time on the calendar um, to hold us accountable and knowing that we had somebody to kind of talk through some situations that had come up um, and how how is it best to kind of handle these as we're working through and trying to really implement the different pieces um, was really beneficial for us. Yeah, and I actually learned a lot myself through a lot of those interactions that we had in our regular coaching sessions. Uh, organizational change management, I'm going to change the topic here a bit, because when you and I first met, you were introduced to me as the OCM champion, the person that was helping make sure that things that uh, are going on as far as training goes, education learnings, um and, and big process changes that are going on. You were the person that was, uh, was leading that effort. So talk a bit about how uh, you introduced CBM within your team and some of the organizational change management approaches that you took. Yeah, so one of the things as we were continuing to grow and add people to our team, um, we obviously started out with a very small team, a, a handful of people, and we're growing quickly as, like you mentioned, a lot of the process and structural changes that come with that growth. And so we had to find a way to kind of continue to evolve where we were at and what our expectations were of ourselves, um, our team, and kind of our performance there. And so... Um, we were really looking to find something that can help us make sure that these stay um, and that we don't just stay stagnant, but continue to reiterate and revolve um, from there. And so one of the things that we did is we worked with the team on, um, and Stu, you helped with this too, on kind of laying the groundwork before even fully um, defining what we were going to do. So starting to kind of give bits and pieces about, um, hey, there's this concept out there. It's it's CBM. We're thinking about doing a training with them. They have some interesting ideas and highlighting some of the stuff about accountability and asking kind of what are the pain points from the team and where, where can we do better and trying to gather some of that to help with that early adoption as well. Um, the other thing we had talked about, Stu, and you helped me with is really um, identifying and locating people within our team um, that are early adopters and can help kind of champion alongside with me as well, too. Yeah, finding those early adopters and uh, bringing them along and then helping uh, 
extend the learnings of commitment-based management within the within the organization was was really key i thought um you had some you had some people that were pushing back but i think through identifying those in our audience assessment making sure that we are communicating them in such a way that it, it will help them uh better understand the why behind the what uh, mm-hmm. I, I think was really key of course along yeah. with your with your leadership input and uh <laughs> and directive <laughs> Yeah, I think the other thing, too, that um, was a good takeaway for us was um, just the visual reminders. So even things as little as um, different visuals that you guys put together around mood and different um, types of mood. Or oh, yeah. Remember that mood having, sheet? <laughs> yep, the mood sheet, right? Or having the words out um, on on whiteboards about um, the different interaction principles or the goals of CBM. Um, helped just even as teams were walking by of, oh, what's your mood today? Or just kind of helping to stimulate some of those conversations that we might um, on the day-to-day forget to have sometimes. Yep, exactly. Yeah, there's so many things about commitment-based management that can help organizations. Uh, Again, it's not a one-size-fits-all. I really enjoy how Polaris Adventures has, has taken it and made it its own and applied it to uh, actually change your culture. Um, you started as, as, a, as a small group and you've grown significantly over the last year and that's been fun to see and taking all the principles of CBM with you as, you, as you've grown. Yes, definitely. It's it's been essential in continuing to allow our our growth and make sure that we continue to kind of keep the pace that we're at as we head into twenty twenty one here as well. Yeah. So, what does the future look like for Plurus Adventures and CBM? Yeah, continued um, continued growth for Polaris Adventures and a continued focus on CBM as well. I know our leadership was looking to get some time on the calendar again to, to talk with yours as well, um, to continue to talk through how do we, as we bring on new people and we continue to expand, um, keep the focus in um, the CBM methodologies growing within our, our team as well. Yeah, well, I, I definitely know you have a, a mood of ambition, and that shows in our even in our conversation and the look to the future there. That's great. Nora, I want to thank you for our time today on this podcast on Digineer Presents Commitment-Based Management. It's been a pleasure working with you, and I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you uh, and hearing all the good things that are happening with Carol. Polaris Adventures and with CBM. Yeah, thanks, Stu, for having me here today. We're excited to continue our partnership together and see what we can continue to build upon here. Thank you, everyone, for joining Digineer Presents Commitment-Based Management. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn.
Thanks for listening to Digineer Presents, brought to you by Digineer. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and look for Digineer and all those social media platforms. We look forward to hearing from you.